Good morning, Dabbers. Good morning, Tappers. Could could you even understand what I was saying? I felt like at some point it, I was just making noises. I was making sounds. <laughs> I feel like you're like impersonating somebody, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> I don't feel like I am. It, it just, I'm channeling, I, I guess, like sensuality. Oh my God, no. <laughs> you're channeling. What the hell is her name? She was in American Pie. She's got that raspy voice. Oh, Tara Reid? No. No. Oh, Natasha Leone? No. Oh my god. What the fuck is her name? She does like Uber Eats commercials. Oh, oh, uh, Steffler's mom. What's her name? Yes! Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Yes! <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. That's what you sound like. <laughs> hey, I, I love her that. so much. I know. I take that as a compliment. Oh, she's a queen. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Crime on Tap. Happy Monday. Hopefully you guys survived the weekend heat wave. If you were living in New England or anywhere in the fucking country, I hope you are not wet and moist all the time. <laughs> or burnt to a crisp or had sun poisoning mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Yeah. Well, we just got over the heat wave here. Another day, another recording with no air conditioning. So I'm I'm getting a little bit moist in all the areas today. So <laughs> let's get this over with. Okay, swamp ass. <laughs> Hello, swamp ass. <laughs> oh my god, that's the fucking worst. Oh, There's like yeah. nothing you can do about it. Because like you have to wear pants. You have to wear shorts. You have to wear underwear. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. And then you can't keep going to the bathroom to wipe the dew from your butthole, you know? <laughs> oh, oh my god. I've actually never done that. You do that? Well, I feel like it's so wet that the um, TMI, but like the toilet paper just deteriorates. So it really doesn't even help oh, anyway. Oh my God. It's um, uncomfortable. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I don't know if I'm even going to look forward to living in Florida now. Like it's going to be so fucking hot. No one's going to do anything down there. You just got to be by the pool all the time. Literally all the time. And when I'm by the pool, I'm not even by the pool. I'm under the umbrella because I don't like the sun. I don't sit in it. I'm done. I hate the sun. Yeah. So just stay inside. Yeah. All right, Become, inside the entire time. Become a gamer. Then you'll stay inside all the time. Oh my god, a gamer. A gamer! <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back everybody to another episode. We got another great classic episode lined up for you guys today. And filled with hot topics, what's going on in the news. And if you want more, join us over on our Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. We are always updating, letting you guys know what's going on. Um, and get over there, join the community, slide in our DMs, let us know what you're loving, what you're hating. And yeah. And be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, and the other ones. Hello. I'm not saying that part because that part's for the end. The other part. <laughs> you know the part. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And yeah, be sure to share us with your family and friends. Yeah, hello. I feel like at at this point, Megan, we have a very intimate audience. (laughs) The people who listen to us now are the most loyal tappers we're ever going to get. They wait for our episodes Mondays and Fridays. I mean, at this point, I don't think there's any hope in us going big. So I'm enjoying our little intimate group that we have right now. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So you know that if you reach out to us, we're going to respond because you're right. it, you know? You're it. I mean, we got a loyal, probably about 20 listeners, and we love it. That's all we need. We don't need any more. We don't need a brand deal. We don't need thousands of dollars. I don't need free HelloFresh delivered to my door. I don't need free Brooklyn and Sheets. I don't need any of those brand deals. I got my 20 loyal listeners. I mean, I feel like let's not like, if it comes to us, we're not going to say no. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, I'm, I'm going to say it. Hold it. I don't need your $1,000. I have my listeners. I don't want your money. Well, I need $1,000. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, who are kidding? We would take that brand deal any day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we love and appreciate everybody who mm-hmm. listens to the podcast. This is like our passion project. This was a passion project for us over about two years ago, and we're still going strong. I mean, we love to do this. We love to podcast, love to put out a little something creative into the world. So Mm -hmm. thank you for joining us on this journey. But yeah, Megan, with that said, I think it's time that we get into the pour before the four. Oh my God, lovely. So I still got coffee because I need it to survive, Mm -hmm. but I also have my water so then I can hydrate because I felt like- yesterday i had too much coffee and even though i really wasn't outside that much that i was getting dehydrated so just because Mm -hmm. like you're cool and you're in the inside it still is like very hot and just keep hydrated even if you think you don't need it keep drinking it's like it's okay so here's the scenario you go you're going up for a drink but you go to drive home so you go out and you're like oh i'll get a beer and then oh can i also get a water with that and then i feel like when you say that can I get a cocktail or a beer? Uh, added glass of water. The waiter or waitress already knows that you're not going to be drinking heavy tonight and they're going to give you bad service because they only want the tables where the, the drinks are flowing and people are buying more drinks because that's where the money is. The money's in the alcohol. Yeah. And so when you come out and say, can I also get a glass of water with that? They already know you're a one and done. You're going <laughs> home. Bye, bitch. Bye. They're not going to give you any service. So I feel like that's what you're doing right now. You're drinking your coffee, getting your caffeine, mm-hmm. but then also staying hydrated at the same time because you got things to do. Absolutely. I cannot be faint. I got I got plenty. I got to babysit. I got to work. I got a busy day. She, got, she, she is a working queen. Mm. So for me today, I'm also drinking my coffee, but I'm trying something a little bit new because, you know, in my mornings, I'm so busy. I don't have time to even wipe my ass in the morning. I'm so busy. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> but like doing the whole coffee thing is exhausting sometimes. So I know what you mean. Like making iced coffee can be a lot of work. So I've been trying out these new Starbucks via Instant. And look, I got them at TJ Maxx for $4.99. Oh my God, is that Colombian flavor? Yes, Colombia Instant Packets. Oh my God, you copier. That's what we drink. Starbucks Colombian. (laughs) How odd is this? There's 13 packets inside. I feel like that's such an odd number. Like even in production in like the factories, I feel like 13 is weird. Maybe it's like a superstition or something. But anyways, (laughs) back to the coffee. I feel like on this podcast, I have tried so many different coffee mm-hmm. techniques in my life. I you know I'm always trying something new here, but this is great. It says to use hot water, but I don't. I just pour the packet in a cup and I put cold water on it and then stir it up for like a minute and then add ice and creamer and I got my iced coffee. It's so Ooh. easy. And then it's faster so, than just using 45 pounds of ice to cool down your hot coffee you just brewed. It, <laughs> right, exactly. So I get more coffee flavor without like the melting of the ice so if you guys are having problems with your iced coffee give this a try and sometimes i even do like half a packet with like a cup of like espresso and then it's like you know a little coffee a little espresso so Mm. i don't know just trying new things here on on potty so that's my my liquid for today a little instant coffee and it hopefully gets me through it and we're definitely not sponsored by starbucks definitely not sponsored (laughs) and we definitely don't want the sponsorship at all Mm mm-mm Unless there's money behind it. Um. Right. I feel like if we, if we just go into it, because like I feel like in the past we were very desperate for a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think now that we just like, oh, we don't even need the sponsorship. Like we're good without you. You know, it's just a better look for us. Yeah, we're not as desperate. <laughs> we're not giving desperation anymore. Yeah. And then it'll come. 
So really, oh it's reverse psychology. So we're still desperate. But. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, Megan, with that said, I think it's time that we get into the episode. Yeah, let's kick it into gear because hot toppies are here. <laughs> Do I have murder? No, no, I don't have murder. <gasps> no murder today? No, my next one two. is murder. <laughs> okay, good, good. Keep the trend alive. Yes. So um, I don't know if you've heard about this. We don't care because it's sports, but... Miles oh, okay. Bridges of the Charlotte Hornets, okay, which is like basketball, I guess, <laughs> or something. And also in Vermont, Charlotte is always pronounced Charlotte. I don't know why. <laughs> so that's why, I mean, of course, except for names, but like we have a Charlotte, Vermont, Charlotte, Nick and I live off Charlotte Road. Like, oh my God. I don't know why, but it's just pronounced that way. So that's why I was like, Charlotte <laughs> Hornets. <laughs> yeah. Took me a second. Um, I think every state has like those quirky cities that when you say it wrong, you're like, oh my God, it's Charlotte. Like, you didn't know that. Like, like moving to Massachusetts was so annoying. Like, I hate everybody here. You say one of their cities wrong, you're like, oh my God, like you're a transplant. You're not even from here. You don't even know the name of the cities. It's like, shut the fuck up. Say Albany right, because they say Albany. They can't fucking say Albany. Okay, um, Worcester, Mass. Look, That's that so makes stupid. no sense. Or and also, is it Peabody or Peabody? Uh, Peabody. It is Peabody. Yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing. But for like Peabody. you know, I just hate those people that are like, oh my god, it's fucking Worcester. Like you didn't know that. Like shut the fuck up. Go to fucking Wyoming and try to pronounce their names. You're gonna sound like an idiot out there. Yeah. You know, like Man. oh my god, I. That's like my pet peeve. Like, I hate people that do that. I was like, yeah, you're really taking it to heart. <laughs> well, it's like people who don't leave the fucking state. Okay, so anyway. I right, continue. My rant is over. I guess I'm done. Yes. So the Charlotte Hornet. Oh, I just did it. Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> no, say it wrong to piss them off. Okay. The Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Player Miles Bridges, who lives in Los Angeles, has been criminally charged not civilly, but criminally charged. With oh my god! Allegedly, not even locally? yeah, locally, <laughs> locally in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, man, I'm having trouble we're, getting through this we're, story. We're so stuck on Charlotte. All okay. right, try to finish this story. Okay. Yes, we. I don't know what is going on here. So, I haven't even gotten to what. Okay. So, allegedly assaulting his girlfriend in front of in front of the couple's two young children. So he's 24 years old, and um, he's been charged with one count of injuring a child's parent, which I didn't know was a thing. Injuring a child's parent. They're just charging everybody for anything these days. Yeah, they're they're scratching the bottom of the barrel and just coming up <laughs> with anything to get these people. Man. And two counts of child abuse under circumstances and conditions likely to cause great bodily injury or death. All three charges are felonies. So Oh my god. Since that's a he, felony? So since he abused her in front of the kids, that's also a charge. Okay. And wow. So these incidents happen on June 27th and June 28th, and he was arrested on June 29th by the Los Angeles police. And he's scheduled to be arraigned Wednesday, so in two days. I feel like when their sports players do stuff, the teams are very much like, oh, well, I mean, if he plays good, like, I guess we're going to game him. Well, so- that was my, one of my questions. I was like, is he a player or does he sit the bench? You know, sometimes they got those people who are like, 
like a hundredth draft pick and they just kind of sit there and like don't do anything is he like one of those kinds of people i i mean i don't know i didn't even know the charlotte hornets were a team i don't think that (laughs) they're not like orlando magic you know what i'm saying like yeah but he was drafted i thought you were like a hardcore fan so that's why i asked oh are you kidding me No. No. So he was drafted in 2018 and spent his uh, four-year contract with the same team. He wasn't traded or anything. Mm -hmm. And he was arrested on the cusp of his free agency. So the end of his contract and being up to be drafted by a different team. Perfect Um, timing. And so the Hornets made a statement we are aware of the charges that were filed today against miles bridges these are very serious charges that we will continue to monitor at this as this is a legal matter we will have no further comment at this time so it's like yeah. they're just kind of like Meh, well yeah you already know he's fucked in the head because all of these basketball players they cheat on their wives they cheat on their girlfriends he's probably already doing nasty fucking shit to her mm-hmm. and he's abusing her mentally emotionally like all of it so i hate sports players <laughs> I know. And then the fo- the football players, you know, they might they may not be cheaters, but they're definitely abusers and Remember yeah. when Michael Vick had that dog fighting ring? I'm like, is this yes. 1960? Like what the fuck? <laughs> I know. So. It's just like their egos get so big. And mm-hmm. I mean like the NFL is dying. Nobody watches baseball anymore. Attendance is low. Like people just don't fucking care anymore. I'm like, there's no hard-hitting storylines. Like, what are they trying right. to say? What story are they trying to tell? You know the biggest story was Kobe Bryant's death mm-hmm. in a helicopter. I mean, that was tragic. Like, I think that's when people are like, oh, I feel bad. But, like, for this guy, like, no one cares you play for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Charlotte Vermont <laughs> Hornets. It's also, like, a super tiny, tiny town, too. So. <laughs> I hope he fucking listens to this and gets pissed. Yeah. It's not Charlotte. It's not Charlotte. I mean, you're really a nobody, so fucking relax, bro. You're an abuser, so who cares what you think? Well, all right, Megan. Well, keep us updated on that story. Let us know what goes on. Um, and maybe we can add him to one of our update episodes. Yeah, so let's kick or it. Or maybe into... not, because he's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I think the update will be Jill, so. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, so into second gear here. This headline was so deceiving. Like, it's not that fun anymore after I fucking did all this research. Mm-hmm. And I literally thought it was something other than it was. So it's about the 90-day fiancé guy who has now joined the U.S. Marshals' 15 most wanted list. So when they said Michael Baltimore was joining this list and he was from 90-day fiancé, I was like, what? I saw a picture of him and I was like, oh, I remember that season. I remember the season he was on. The more I dug into it... He wasn't even a couple. He wasn't even on the show. He worked in the barber shop that one of the couples went to all the time. And they filmed a few scenes here and there with him on it. Oh. It so took they're... me like 20 minutes of researching to find out that he wasn't even on the fucking show. They're really reaching for that headline. <laughs> Megan, every headline is like 90 Day Fiance uh, star. Star? <laughs> on the yeah, on the U.S. Marshals 15 Most Wanted list. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he was the barber. Like, he wasn't even on the fucking show. Oh, my God. Fake fan. So, his name was Michael Baltimore. He was on the season 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. And I think it's very important that I say what season he was on because that series has so many fucking different <laughs> side series that I don't even know. I can't even keep up with them. There's so, there's so many. 
And apparently he was friends with Jay Smith, who was a guy from Jamaica, and this girl, Ashley Martson. Those two, that couple would go into like the barbershop sometimes, and they would get the haircut by him, by Michael Baltimore. And then sometimes Michael Baltimore would do like a diary room. Like I'm saying that, I don't know how else to say it. Like, you know, like they pull him aside and he does like mm-hmm. a single shot. And, like, like a little I- interview thing. Right, yeah. So, like, they would do that sometimes with Michael Baltimore. But that was really his appearance on the show. Like, he wasn't trying to get into the country. He wasn't dating anyone for 90 days. Like, he was literally the barber. The headlines are, like, really skewed for this. But, I mean, they're great headlines. I mean, Mm -hmm. a 90-day fiancé, somebody on 90-day fiancé is on the 15 most wanted list. Like, that's pretty fucking crazy. I mean, it worked. Um, got your attention, so. (laughs) It got my, it made the podcast. So right now, the U.S. Marshals are offering a in a reward up to twenty five thousand dollars for information that leads to his for his arrest. Um, he is wanted in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and he is alleged to have shot and killed Kendall Jerome Cook and also injured another man at the GQ Barbershop on May twenty second, twenty twenty one. So he's been on the run for over a year now. They can't fucking find him. Get the people who ever found that cyclist over in Costa Rica. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we've been reporting on for months now. Like, where are they? Why can't they find this guy? Like, she literally um, got plastic surgery to look different, <laughs> and they still found her. Right. And she was trying to disguise herself as a yoga instructor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, oh, so Kendall Jerome Cook, the man who died, was the owner of the barbershop, and he was also featured in 90 Day Fiance. Like, he just had quick scenes here and there. But yeah, so he's also wanted on assault, homicide, and parole violations. And the U.S. Marshals have come out and said that Michael Baltimore poses a serious threat to the community. By placing him on the 15 most wanted list, we have made his capture a top priority of the U.S. Marshal Service. I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like this is a thing where he should be on the 15 most wanted list. You know, like he killed yeah. somebody. You know, I can see like a mass shooter who killed 30 people, who killed kindergartners in an elementary school, is on the run for a year. That's somebody who I would consider on the 50 most wanted list. But I mean, the list seems pretty weak if Michael Baltimore is on it. Yeah, well, I feel like not to be like desensitized, but I feel like people kill people every day. Like, why right. is he, why is he on it as opposed to like, the guy down the street that killed someone, you know? Yeah, like I can see him killing the barber. He, I see him killing somebody back in May. And then like every few months they find a body and it, it has this like little intentions that it could also be michael baltimore who killed this person too like the the golden state killer yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like every few months they would find another body and they were linking it towards this person like Mm -hmm. that's who i would consider somebody for the list (laughs) right like a serial killer (laughs) right like look at us look at us working for the u.s marshal service here like it sounds like he just like had like an altercation that ended in murder with like his boss or something right like yeah, I, I like I don't see him going on a killing spree. I don't know. I mean, yeah. After that, I don't know. Yep. So that's basically the story. I thought it was gonna be more than it was, but after I dived into a little bit more, it's really nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. exciting. They're just using ninety day fiance to get the headline, and it worked. Maybe they're like he's on it because he's been able to be on the run for so long, and I feel like that's not as common to be able to be on the run for so long right like we were well, yeah, impressed he's... with six weeks <laughs> yeah with miss costa rica mm-hmm. so i mean kudos to michael baltimore for getting away for a year i mean for all we know he could be in a different country like he could be in fucking mexico yeah you're gonna fucking know sipping cocktails by the ocean right well give you guys an update if we find him okay third here gear is just a little tiny baby gear um oh okay 
Yeah, because like into neutral. Yeah, because we don't know too much about this, but I thought it was interesting and a little like, ooh, what's going on? So a Law & Order crew member was fatally shot on the set in Brooklyn. I saw this. Oh, you saw it? Do you give a shit? I saw the shooting. I saw the shooting and everything. No, I'm oh, kidding. you were there. You you <laughs> drove down to Brooklyn. <laughs> I, I was on the scene. <laughs> so a crew member was fatally shot on the Law and Order set in Brooklyn. So it's Law and Order spinoff organized crime from the original mm-hmm. Law and Order show starring Christopher Maloney, which is incorrect because he stars in the other spinoff Law and Order Special Victims Unit. So oh my, I didn't know you were a super fan here. Well, I love Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> well, the old stuff. Like I haven't watched any of the new stuff. Yeah, but it's like, um, if you're who wrote this, Kristen Jones. Like, if you're gonna write an article, you better fact check. <laughs> it's like journalism one hundred and one. One hundred and one. You know what Christopher Maloney's been in? Look at his IMDb. I N M D B. Internet movie database. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) so it was um, the person that was shot was a 31 year old man who was working parking detail. So, (gasps) okay, I did read this. So it's like he because I was thinking, oh, God, when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, my God, this is a rust situation where they had a a gun, a live gun. But that's what I was thinking. I thought it was it was giving um, Alec Baldwin. Right, but we we don't get that for certain. He's they said he was working on North Henry Street near Norman Avenue in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. I don't know what any of those words mean. Nope. At five fifteen, when he was fatally shot in the head and neck. Um, oh so EMS God. arrived on the scene and took him to the Woodhull Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead. Um, they haven't released his name, <coughs> but of course CBS News and NBC and Universal Television said they were terribly saddened and shocked. They don't uh, fucking care. Yeah, they, uh, it doesn't mean anything to me unless their you know numbers go down or their PR is yeah. bad or something. And this guy was working parking detail. Like he probably wasn't even working for NBC. Like there, he probably was like, yeah, I'm definitely safe. <laughs> Working right. parking detail on a law and order I set. I know that's what I would think too. And so they're working with law enforcement to investigate, and their hearts go out to the family and friends. And they haven't released his name because they've asked for privacy and everything. So at least I feel like at least they've done that for them because a lot of the times the names are released. But it wasn't like he was like a star director, like an Alec Baldwin. This is like you know probably they hired like a contract team of like security guards or like or right. tra- or like traffic people or something um, and usually pull a lot of times they just hire the police and the police will do the detail mm-hmm. oh, well they're stretched thin so they probably <laughs> everywhere <laughs> so but there's no there's been no rest there's no motives no really more information i'm wondering if it was like kind of like a stray bullet thing like there was like a since it was in brooklyn or something like there was like gang violence and there's just a stray bullet and it just hit him or something i feel like are the last two stories, 90 Day Fiance and this one, have been so deceiving. Yeah. Headlines. Yeah. Like, it's getting fucking annoying. Like, Law & Order really has nothing to fucking do with this. You know? Like, it wasn't like he was on set mm-hmm. filming. Like, he was literally sitting in a car. Like, freaking clickbaiters. Journalists yeah. are just YouTube storytime clickbaiters. Like, I was murdered, I th- not clickbait storytime. <laughs> I think it just really shows how desperate the media is to get any kind of like eyes on their articles 
Mm-hmm. Like it's like getting borderline disgusting at this point because it's like you're just trying to get the views, you're just trying to get the readers. You don't really actually care about the story at all. This bitch didn't even know the actor, what he or anything. Yeah, Christopher Maloney shouldn't even know that he wasn't. I mean, he may have yeah. like guest starred in it or something, but he was he wasn't like right the star of the original Law and Order. Like she doesn't even care about that. She just wants to get the story out and get her coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because the media is so saturated right now that they have to fight for clicks that right. they're just like fucking getting wild. It's just it's so competitive now with mm-hmm. all the social media and these news sites. I mean, I don't know. I really, I don't even go to news sites unless I'm looking up stuff for Crime on Tap because there's just so many ads. You oh know? my God. And it loads so slowly. You like can't even read yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, I, at this point, I'm not even going to read it because you got so many fucking ads on here. It's like, I don't know what the thought process is behind that. Like the more ads you put, the less I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. So the less ads you have, the more I would read it. There's got to be other ways to monetize a news article than with pop-ups. Yeah. Well, then it's like a subscription or membership and people don't pay for that. They'll just go somewhere where it's free. So right. it's I like, so yeah. I love how we twisted the story into like, <laughs> fuck the media. Yes. <laughs> well, all right, Megan. So my next story, fourth gear here is also in New York city and it involves the beloved Ivana Trump. Well, for some, she's not beloved. Uh, yeah, honestly, was- she was a really iconic woman in history. Like, even though she was involved with Donald Trump, yeah, whatever. She was like a really cool fucking woman. I mean, she was born in Czechoslovakia and she was a champion skier. Like not many people fucking knew that. Like that's so no, cool. I didn't know that. That's random. <laughs> um, but she recently passed away um, in her New York city townhouse that she has had for years megan while i'm talking look up ivana trump staircase okay this staircase is incredible <laughs> are you gonna have to put it on crime on tap uh, get over on our instagram yeah get over to our instagram i'm gonna put the photo up i mean it's iconic she recently took this she did a photo shoot in 2017 she's in like this like iconic blue two-piece power suit standing on her staircase and it's so cool it's like this spiral staircase that she's standing on and she must have had this townhouse for years because She's come out and said to her family and friends that she was never leaving this townhouse because she loved it so much. And it just looks like Victorian, like this like amazing like wallpaper spiral staircase. Oh yeah, it is. But if you guys isn't it? Apparently she's always done like photo shoots around it because it's just so like grand. From the New York Post that her friends were worried about her treacherous staircase. Yes. Oh, I have all the tea on that. Okay. <laughs> Ivana was the first wife of Donald Trump, if you guys didn't know. They married over in the 70s, and then they got divorced because the Don had a little affair. You know, he's got a little thirsty. He was having a little affair. <laughs> but she was 73 years old. Uh, she lived in her New York City townhouse. And so she fell down the stairs and it is confirmed that she died from blunt force injuries to the torso after her fall she was found unconscious and in close proximity to the bottom of the staircase in her apartment and there was also a coffee cup that was found near her which her family and friends have come out and said that they're glad that there was a coffee cup found next to her because that means she was drinking coffee in the morning and she died that day so they were saying thankfully she didn't die like a couple days ago at night or something and she was just laying there for like hours dead Oh god. So yeah. it would probably be assumed that she died quickly from her fall and it's been ruled an accident. Now, Ivana was the mother of Don Jr., Ivanka and Eric. I, there's just so many kids in that family like I don't know whose mom's who. Yeah. But right. apparently that was like the three main children's mother, which mm-hmm. is very sad. I mean, 
She was 73 years old, and now they lose their mother. And I used to watch Ivana. She used to be on, like, Fox News all the time. Like, she would come on. And her and Donald Trump, like, still have a great friendship. Apparently, she said she's always admired him, always admired his work ethic and everything. So I think even that's just powerful in and of itself. Like, to be divorced from somebody who had an affair with you, it's pretty, like, remarkable that she can even still find the good in him to be, like, friends with him still. I think that's, like, you know, nice. Because it, it's so easy for her for her to come out and say, like, oh, he's a piece of shit. He's mean. He does this. He had an affair. Like, you know, it's so easy to say that. But for her to sit back and be like, okay, like, you know, I can still admire the man. Well, I always think it's very mature when you share kids together to be able to find some common ground, even if your kids are adults, you know? Right. So apparently... Through family and friends, Ivana took uh, the pandemic really hard. They said that she never left, like literally never fucking left that townhouse. She wouldn't go outside. She was so scared of getting sick that she just never left the apartment. And apparently she was going to be heading to St. Tropez. St. Tropez. St. Tropez, where she has a house over there. And she was finally going to leave and like travel and like have her life back and everything. So that's sad. I mean, she was kind of locked up for like three years and didn't do anything. And now she fucking died falling down her stairs. The last three years of her life. I know, right? So a close friend of hers, Nikki Haskell, who she first met in 1976, has always, from Nikki, has said that she's been always very upset about that staircase. And she has hated going over to her townhouse because they were so treacherous. And she said that they have always worried about her falling from her town, falling on those stairs in which her townhouse was four stories high. Um, and while she did have an elevator, she said that she never used it. Nikki go on, goes on to say that her staircase was beautiful, but she would never want it because it was so steep and deep, the steps. <laughs> this was so funny. Uh, Nikki to the press said that friends used to say to me, why don't you stay with Ivana when you're in, when you're in New York? And she said, you couldn't pay me to hang out there. And go up and down those stairs all day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I felt like Nikki was so real. Like, I just love, like, how candid she was, like, Mm -hmm. in the media. Like, she was just telling it how it was, basically. Well, I did Um, did just use the elevator. Well, I mean, if you think about it, even though, you know, she had a lot of work done and made to look younger and everything. 73, that's a lot Mm -hmm. of stairs for a 73-year-old. And apparently, when she was a champion Czech skier, she took some really hard falls and then she also just took a really hard fall recently in a restaurant or something. So she was already having issues with like mobility and everything. But I also have another quote from a retired social worker, Carol Diner, 86 years old, who says, every day I passed, like, I feel like this is kind of odd. Like every day she passed by her townhouse. She says, every day I passed by her townhouse and got her, her, got her dog and she talked to me. And she was wonderful. I would say hello, darling, to the dog. And she would say to Ivana, which I think this is so iconic. She says, never forget what you did. You raised the children by yourself. You ran his empire. Gorgeous. Not a hint is scandal about you. We don't forget. We know. Like, isn't that so iconic? Like, I love Carol. Yeah. Queen Carol. (laughs) Like Queen. Like she's saying like, you know, Trump, Donald Trump did nothing. You ran his empire, which is true. Like she ran so many of his things when they were together. She raised the kids. Like she did it all. And there's not one hint of a scandal about her. Like I think that's so iconic. Mm -hmm. Well, it is interesting how, you know, I felt like 
he went through all his bankruptcy and stuff like what early 2000s and everything mm-hmm. and he was no longer with ivana at that point so right and she's so, keeping I mean, him afloat yeah she was dipping and dodging those scandals i love it <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's just cool to see like even how big of a person ivana was like she was talking to this retired social worker who had passed by on the street like and she would have conversations with her like i think that's just so amazing that like somebody of Ivana Trump's stature is just having everyday conversation with like a retired social worker. But another thing I found interesting is that Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka, and Eric are all set to be dis- deposed next week by investigators in New York about ongoing investigations of how the Trump siblings have stated the value of various real estate assets and that the Lawyer is eyeing whether the company illegally manipulated those valuations for financial benefits, such as reduced taxes and more favorable, favorable loan terms. And apparently they were like set to be going into court like within this week, but they've uh, postponed it because of the recent death of Ivana, Mm -hmm. which I thought was nice. Like, you know, the kids just lost their fucking mother, like give them a break. But like, I thought it was interesting how they're coming after them for like the valuation of their assets, because you know, like all these rich people fucking do shady shit with their evaluations of real estate and everything to get through the tax loopholes and like get better loans. Like, you know, they're doing it, you know? Like, they're all doing it. All these rich people are doing it. I mean, that's how people get rich is they get shady. They step on people. You don't see good people being rich. (laughs) And that's, like, everybody, literally everybody can file their taxes in a way where they don't pay any tax. Like, you just got to have a really good accountant. So, yeah, (laughs) they're not paying any taxes, but they're paying that accountant good fucking money. So, Mm -hmm. it's like... You know, they look like they're not paying any taxes, but still they're paying somebody a top dollar to make sure that they're not paying any taxes, which it's all a game. It's all a scam. There's mm-hmm. so many loopholes in the fucking tax code. These laws, like it's all bullshit. R.I.P. Ivana. I think she was glorious. She was so stunning. And R.I.P. the last staircase. I mean, I think she had that. I was trying to find out when she bought that townhouse because it seemed like she's had it for years, but I couldn't find it. But I wonder who's going to get the townhouse now because it's like iconic. It's that staircase is amazing i know it is really pretty (laughs) well when they said she fell down a staircase i thought it was going to be like this massive like staircase you know like she's tumbling down Mm -hmm. but like that's the staircase in the photos doesn't seem as treacherous as they make it out to seem Mm -hmm. well i mean it's there's four stories of it so maybe it's like the last story is like really treacherous but like the the top three are like i don't know like little little baby floors yeah it's like nice landings (laughs) and i don't know (laughs) every couple steps (laughs) all right well that's all i got well all right i think we're gonna end it right here on missy bonna trump so let's put it into part Um, i think that's all we have time for today megan yeah so make sure to follow us on instagram at crime on tap pod where we certainly update every every episode release every week every week we're updating twice a week actually (laughs) and share with your family friends foes and hoes to us on spotify apple the other ones dm us share us tap with us and that's a new one oh tap dance with us i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah tap dance with us we'll see you guys next time where where crime crime is always always on on tap (laughs) <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs>